Shine.fm presents Stronger Together, a show about growing in marriage, parenting, relationships, and community. Here's Seth Tower Heard. This is Stronger Together. It's a show about growing in marriage, parenting, relationship, and community. Uh, joined by Victor Marks, who does some pretty dangerous uh, humanitarian work overseas. And so I actually think we need to start here. You are someone who is self-described as having a good bit of, of hate in their background. Can you tell me about that? Oh, yeah. You know, I came from a dysfunctional background. My dad didn't claim me as his kid. And I, you know, I ended up um, storing all that anger and hate. And plus, you combine it with my mother being married six times. I went to 14 schools, lived in 17 houses, and I was abused as a kid. And then ultimately left for dead uh, in a commercial cooler as a child. So, yeah, you know, I tell people anger just doesn't go away. You got to do something with it. And um, that's kind of where I got all this anger. Okay. And so that looked like anger actually at the people that you now serve as a Christian, right? Well, yeah, because ultimately, once I got through high school, I joined the United States Marine Corps. Um, I mean, I joined the Corps because the Beirut bombing had happened. So I focused my anger and hatred on Arabs. And I actually was very prejudiced most of my life against Arabs until, uh, you know, God changed my heart. And what's funny now is I actually have a residence in Iraq. And as a civilian, even though I was a Marine, uh, I wasn't deployed there. As a civilian, I'll be going on my ninth pump into Iraq now, right? You know, reaching and loving Arabs. So isn't that funny? Okay, so we got a lot to unpack there. This is Stronger Together. It's a show about growing in marriage, parenting, relationship, and community. Uh, racism and hate is obviously such a, a big topic right now, and this is something that you really struggled with and, and Jesus transformed you out of. So can we do that? Like, can, can we, we yeah. how that happened? Yeah. You know, it's, it's always about forgiveness. I mean, that's the core because most uh, challenges between races and religions um, uh, have foundational truths to it, right? Of, well, they did this to us or that happened. And, you know, it's just not out of nowhere. Tribal issues in the Middle East, uh, even among the Muslims, the Sunni and Shia. So I think without forgiveness, uh, it's hard to break any idea of uh, a reality of prejudice or racism. So for me, forgiveness had to start with me being forgiven by God, accepting this forgiveness for me because of things I had done, right? Um, and then when you're humbled by the true forgiveness of God, it's easier to extend it toward others. And I, I had to extend it uh, actually later in life to a man that abused me the most and who in, he ended up going to prison, escaped prison, um, and then they never caught him just for that. They never caught him. He turned himself in years later. But God arranged it for me to be at his uh, deathbed and extend him uh, God's grace and love through me because I didn't have it in it myself, I can tell you right now. Uh, and I just had to be willing. And when I saw God touch his life simply because I forgave him, then I started thinking, man, I can forgive anybody. And... And, you know, I had, to, I had to be honest with God about certain prejudices I had, and the Arab people were one of them. Okay. Wow. So you, Jesus gets a hold of your heart. Did God start dealing with that right away in your life? Well, 
not on that scale. He, he, he let me grow and he didn't, you know, he didn't tell me instantly, okay, you got to go forgive, you know, people who've done the worst things to you. I think he let me grow and, and grow in his grace and love. And when I was ready, he brought those people into my life or back into my life and, and said, now it's time. So, cause what I realized is unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping it kills the person you're hating on. Um, and it, it's deadly. It's toxic to us. And even mental health professionals say it now. They go, you know what? Uh, unforgiveness is causes mental illness. And I know something about that. My dad, my dad was in a mental hospital. My grandfather, his dad died in one. And I just figured, you know, gosh, I'm, I'm, well, I guess I'm going to go. It's like a timeshare. It was the same place. And I ended up having 123 visits to a trauma specialist in nine months. I've been on Depakote, Depakine, Prozac, Zoloft, Lithium, Bispar. And so much of that was based, you know, acute PTSD, but I harbored bitterness. And it really just, it was destroying me. Wow. This is Stronger Together. It's a show about growing in marriage, parenting, relationship, and community. We're with Victor Marks, and we are going to dive more into uh, his, his work overseas and what, he's, you know, what God has called him to. But on that family forgiveness thing there, uh, you know, not everybody's going to be called overseas uh, you know, or internationally. Almost everybody's got a family member that has wronged them sometimes in profound ways, right? Yeah. So as someone who, you know, had to do one of the hardest things of your life and forgive somebody as they were dying, what do you say to someone that's struggling through that right now? Well, you know, everybody's pain is relative to their own situation. So it, it doesn't require, you know, being locked in a cooler or being sexually abused uh, for you to have pain. It could just be your spouse is lying to you. Uh, your child is rebelling against you. A coworker or somebody in ministry has failed you to feel real pain and to get stymied up and log jammed. Um, I think forgiveness you got to understand the best definition I've heard. Forgiveness is giving up your right to hurt someone back for hurting you. Forgiveness is giving up your right to hurt someone back for hurting you. And I think Christians have mixed it up by saying, well, you know, forgive and forget and love them. Well, forgiveness doesn't even mean reconciliation in some cases. There are people I've forgiven. I wouldn't let step into my lawn uh, because I don't trust them. But I've forgiven them. I've been face-to-face -face with ISIS leaders, people who would have killed me in a heartbeat um, in Iraq, um, and I've forgiven them. Uh, and, and so you see the whole spectrum. But I, I think we fail to teach children early on to forgive, but to have good boundaries, because people often think, well, forgiving just means I've become a doormat. Well, no, not at all. Uh, forgiveness is our choice to give up right to hurt that person back. But when it comes down for justice, I believe in justice because there are a lot of ISIS fighters that, you know, had to pay a price for their wickedness and the manifestation of it that I agreed with. I thought it was appropriate. And, and then, so anyway, that's kind of the full spectrum. I may be too heavy for the audience. <laughs> Victor Marks joins me. This is Stronger Together. It's a show about growing in marriage, parenting, relationship, and community. So 
everybody's going to say, why were you face to face with ISIS leaders and how did you forgive them? But when you said that as someone who's seen a lot of the world and we don't teach kids to forgive, you know, as a parent, what can you do with that? Yeah. Well, I have children. I have five. I'm celebrating 30 years of marriage uh, this year. Uh, and we've been celebrating it all year long. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm not some super saint that doesn't know the reality of raising children in this environment. So a couple of things. One, um, I think the bullying, let me just start with bullying because children get bullied a lot, right? I take kind of a different perspective of it. I'm not an all or nothing guy. I think there's actually a place for bullies in our society, in schools and children being raised a certain type of bully, not the one that's, you know, that's online, that's trying to get a person, not the extreme one, but just a person who picks on someone harsh words or pushes them, whatever. That type of bully should teach a child two things. One, to forgive their enemy, purposely forgive them. And then two, to stand up for themselves, to stand up and go, nah, that's not going to happen. Uh, or else you just have people that cow cow their whole life or they, you know, they believe that forgiveness is a way to, you know, uh, courage, and it's not. You know, a lot of times I, I've seen men who use forgiveness as an act to not stand up for something that's right. So I, I've told people, man, gosh, uh, forgiveness and justice don't have to be mutually exclusive. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I think teaching children, uh, you know, like I teach my kids, if somebody puts their hands on you, uh, let's do what dad would do. And that's what I tell parents. Would you allow someone to push you around the office and put their hands on you or your wife? Or would you, would you respond appropriately, whether it's physical force or verbal judo? Uh, but I, I think parents need to teach their kids that. But in the same time, we've got to teach them. You've got to forgive them. You may be angry. But boundaries is, is what's important, but forgiveness is most important. You can't, you can't live stewing and be angry. And a lot of kids who've been bullied, they, they, that's their problem. They, they live scared, and they never stand up, and they certainly never forgive. A lot of the new research is coming out about bullying is showing that, uh, that kids actually do best when they um, are able to stand up for themselves as opposed to having somebody else intervene. Totally. Victor totally. Uh, Marks joins me. Uh, this is Stronger Together. It's a show about growing in marriage, parenting, relationship, and community. So we haven't unpacked your whole story here. You, oh. you just said you stood face-to-face -face with ISIS leaders and forgave them. Right. <laughs> so you probably better explain that. Okay. Well, my wife and I, we have a residence in Iraq. We've been going in and out of Iraq uh, since just about the time ISIS invaded. We went, we went about six months after. And God has, uh, you know, expanded the ministry of what we do. Uh, to reach children and young women who've been affected by ISIS. Uh, well, that put us in, a lot of times, pretty dire situations during the fighting. Uh, and there were, there were occasions where ISIS was shooting at me and my teams, dropping mortars on us, car bombs. Um, and then, obviously, there's a threat against us because we help those that ISIS has hurt. But um, there's pictures on our website and social media pages where uh, me and my dog, Super Scout, were face-to-face -face with an ISIS commander who had just been captured. And I was able to talk with that particular guy for about an hour. Uh, 
and find out why he joined ISIS, what compelled him, and you know, ask him about his family, his children, and um, uh, actually pray for him. And at the end of everything, he he did somehow bust out of his hand ties. And my dog wanted to rip him on, and my security guy wanted to shoot him in the head. The Iraqi forces grabbed him uh, before he did anything regrettable. But I remember my head of security said, boss, I'm so sorry. I was going to just shoot him in the head, but I wait because you say such the nice words to him. You pray for him. And I go, thanks for not shooting him while I'm praying. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> this. I'm not sure I've ever been speechless during this show, but here we are. Uh, Victor Marks joins me. This is Stronger Together. It's a show about growing in marriage, parenting, relationship, and community. Uh, so you uh, you know you got over your own your own hate, your own anger, and then God. This is like this is kind of a um, like a Jonah story, right? Like God called you into serving the people that you you know had previously would have never wanted to serve. Um, Man, I'm glad that you actually reference him because that's a hundred percent true. Uh, and I often, you know, feel like I am Jonah to the point of I've been to Nineveh many, many times. <laughs> Nineveh is modern day Mosul, and a lot of people don't realize that that is where Jonah went, Mosul, Iraq. And I've been to his tomb. He's a revered prophet there, and um, you know. It's, it's, it's been really amazing to see God allow us to touch and help so many people uh, change their lives. We've helped 26,000 children thus far in Iraq and Kurdistan, and we have one orphanage that we're finishing building, and we're looking for land for the second one. So, yeah, it, it, it would not have been my first choice, and, and every, we're prepping to go back. Uh, it'll be our ninth time back in. And believe me, there are mornings I wake up and go, Lord, are you sure? I mean, come on. I, I, I think I've punched that card pretty good. Um, my family and I had to hide for three days last summer when ISIS was targeting me uh, per phone calls we received from the U.S. FBI uh, and then security guys. So it's like, well... And I never forget my son was like, before we left, my 12-year-old son was, Dad, are you going to put us where ISIS can get us? And I said, that's a great question. I said, the answer is no. But I want to talk to you. I said, are you afraid right now? You feel fear? He goes, yes, sir. I said, I bet you've been thinking about this for a while. He said, I have. I said, well, you feel fear right now but are you in danger right now? And he said, no, sir. I said, it's a good life lesson for you, young warrior. Don't let fear ruin you. Don't let fear suck the energy out of your life. You're not in danger. You're thinking about it. You've asked the right question. Will we be? Intentionally, no. We have a safe house. We have armored vehicles. You've learned how to put body armor on. We, we've prepared, right? But I said, uh, if we get in a dangerous situation, I'll let you know. And then you'll probably feel fear, but God's grace will be sufficient for you. And I know you'll do the right thing. And sure enough, our last three days of last summer, you know, we had to hide out. And I told my son, yes, the danger beacon has <laughs> is lit, but God's with us 
And his word says, Second Timothy 1, 7, he's not giving us the spirit of fear for the power of love and a sound mind. And, and we've taught our kids and we remind ourselves nothing can happen to us until God says so. So we, we, we move in that, that freedom of not fear. We don't like to make, we don't want to make decisions based on fear or comfort and certainly not pride or selfish ambition. Those are, you know, I've, I've got a good friend, Dave Bank and his family. They live by that. And I respect them very much. So well, we try to do the same. This is Stronger Together. It's a show about growing in marriage, parenting, relationship, and community. Uh, Victor Marks joins me, who does humanitarian work in Iraq and who uh, is a person who God changed pretty radically. Uh, so let's talk about talking to kids about this before we talk about the specific work you do. Let's talk about the work you do. A lot of people that are listening are going to have, you know, kids that uh, probably can't handle the whole truth at the age they're at about what's going on, uh, about, you know, the refugee crisis in Syria and the number of uh, Christians who uh, have not survived the war in Iraq specifically because of what they believed. I mean, this is really heavy stuff. Uh, you, know, you, you got five kids yourself. How do you have discussions with children about missions, about what God's doing around the world, but also in a way that, uh, you know, isn't, uh, you know, going to be completely inappropriate for the age that they're at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, great question. I think age appropriate conversations are, you know, are effective and speaking in broad terms, not details. Um, and always emphasizing the truth of God's word, even over the circumstances, I never forget my mom told me one day, she said, son, there are times you just have to believe God's word over your circumstances because it appears to, to be truth, but God's truth trumps everything. And, and then always the good side, you know, our media doesn't talk about the great outcomes and the faithfulness of God. Uh, they just talk about the downers. So uh, like my children were, um, uh, well, you know, walking children in our home, holding them uh, two or three in the morning because their parents were murdered by ISIS and they were orphaned and we went and got them. And, uh, you know, they, they, they had value and purpose. And we've had children from schools write letters that we delivered to children in Iraq. Uh, I mean, it's, it's been pretty cool, but yeah, I think age appropriate in broad terms. And, uh, but, you know, I, I think a lot of children in America are soft, too soft, um, because we we cradle them, we, we over-protect them. Moms keep them biblical cord plugged in too long. I mean, come on, if your son's in his deep 20s, pull the thing out and let him live, you know. Let, let him fail on his own. Let him figure it out. Uh, versus always trying to protect and make right. And uh, Life is about conflict. Life's yeah. about struggle. I, I was teaching a college course when I was 28 years old and had a 26-year-old's mom call me. And we were almost the same age. And I was thinking at that point, you probably overprotected your child a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's, when you, that's when I tell the mom to reel the umbilical cord back in. <laughs> the, uh, this is Stronger Together. It's a show about growing in marriage, parenting, relationship, and community. Victor Marks joins me. Uh, his his entire family actually does work with uh, the the victims of um, uh, of families that have been affected by ISIS in Iraq. And so you ha you said you have a residence there, and your kids are out in the 
middle of the night rescuing orphans. Uh, tell me specifically about the, the kind of trauma work that you, that you guys do to help orphans and widows uh, and people who've lost family members to ISIS, uh, you know, recover and hopefully yeah. live whole lives again. Well, a couple of our adult children haven't been to Iraq with us. They're actually married and have their families. Uh, Tom hasn't allowed, but our other children have. And when we recover them or they're brought to us or we go get them, uh, our children have been there to, you know, feed them, change their diapers, walk with them uh, while mom and dad sleep, literally, because we're like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm smoked. But, you know, I would say this, that, We've developed some very simple and effective approaches that work on large scale. One of them is called the lion and the lamb. It, they're little stuffed animals that have music that is um, culturally relative to them, and then prayers in their language. Uh, we put together prayers, and we put in their language. So when the children press the paw, the music is, has been made to lower anxiety and panic, which they feel. And then the prayers... Well, it's teaching them the truth about who they are, who God is, right? And it's truly a counter message to what they've been through. So we've helped 26,000 children so far with that. And literally, your listeners, they can put one in the hands of a kid for like 30 bucks. It's, 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 it's that simple. And then we've developed a, a higher approach uh, to trauma care for those who've acutely been affected, meaning kids who've been shot, parents killed, uh, or they themselves being, had been held captive. And it's, it's, a, it's a technology that's newer, uh, but it is effective, and it only takes a few days for it to work. And we call it brain state technology or cerebral reset. Uh, but, and then, you know, providing practical things. Uh, my wife is, we're, we're delivering several thousand, they're called uh, dignity kits for young women who don't have feminine hygiene products or girly things. Uh, we're going to be handing out bags of, uh, I mean, tote bags uh, that are backpacks to young women and to restore their dignity and let them know that we love them, God loves them, and Christians in America care for them. So there are just some things like this, there's more surgeries and whatnot, but, uh, you know, we've been on 16 TV stations and networks in Iraq and the Middle East because they want to know why in the world are y'all here? And that's our time. That's our time to shine. We just go, God loves us. We love y'all. He sends us here. And they know we believe in his son, Jesus, because they know we're Christians. Victor Marks joins me. This is Stronger Together. It's a show about growing in marriage, parenting, relationship, and community. <laughs> I, I've just, I, I've never met somebody that has a life like yours where, uh, you know, you're, you're transporting your own family and even your dog, which I didn't know you could, you could fly with your dog internationally and, uh, and have that work out. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. Of course you can take your dog to the middle East to do missions work and bring your dog back into the country. <laughs> she, well, she's a tier one trained dog for security and therapy and, uh, it, I mean, people ought to go to her Instagram, Super Scout, Super Scout on Instagram, see what she can do. She's a Belgian Malinois. It's, she's trained with SEAL teams, SWAT. She's like this super dog. <laughs> this is uh, just, uh, for somebody who's been in so many life-threatening situations, you have uh, such a, still a good sense of humor about life, which I, I really love. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, let's talk about being normal because again, most people who are married. Most parents are not um, getting shot at, which you do sometimes. Most people are not hi- hiding with their children from ISIS, but everybody's got that moment where they're like, okay, I just feel like life has punched me in the face. And, oh yeah. You know, my kids still got to eat dinner and you know, my spouse still wants to talk about their day. And I just feel like I've been hit too many times and I don't know which way is up. <laughs> Uh, you know, so not to the degree, but just tell me about how you stay kind of sane as a Christian, as a married person, as a parent. Um, uh, how how do you stay so centered? I, I, I mean, again, I just I've never met somebody uh, who's done exactly what you've done and, and had such a good outlook on life. Well, thanks. Um, it, it, it's called the race of God. And maybe just maybe there are times where. Uh, certain people experience it in different ways, right? Uh, but I still struggle. I still struggle with normal everyday life. There are times I wake up at 3 in the morning and remind myself of what I told my son. You're not in danger. <laughs> but I'm thinking, why, why am I going back? They're looking for me. And I have crisis of belief. Um, yeah, I would say okay. anybody that... that- their life could be in danger for taking the gospel overseas is pro- or probably going to have a, you know, some struggles there. So yeah. how do you see God move or change you when you're in those lower points of knowing what you need to do and kind of being unsure? In practical ways, sometimes he tells me sleep. You've been up too many days. Sometimes he tells me eat. You need to get some nutrition in you. Sometimes I just need to listen to worship music. Sometimes I need to get alone. So, I, I, you know, I, I, definitely, I definitely think that there are practical ways when you're struggling to acknowledge it and go, okay, I need to look back at God because he's bigger than any of my problems. And another thing, if I can just tell your audience, is take your thought captive. It's a scriptural reference. Take your thoughts captive. Because you're either having self-assessment thoughts you're either hearing from God's spirit or confirmation through his word, or you're hearing from the enemy, the devil, you know, or his cohorts. And I think, I think it is that, um, uh, I really think it's that simple um, where we're, we're going to have times of failure, times of uh, lack of faith, times of emotional crisis, and we just hang on to him. Until it passes. But when I'm hearing negative stuff rattling in my brain or accusatory, like, you know, you're this, you're that, you're never going to. I go, well, wait a minute. I don't, I don't tell myself you. I don't look at myself in the room and go, you. Uh, you know, I'll do, hey, what's going on? And, and then sometimes we just need to encourage our soul like David did. He's like, so what, why are you so downcast? So I do talk to myself. I won't tell the audience that. <laughs> <laughs> This is Stronger Together. It's a show about growing in marriage, parenting, relationship, and community. Uh, Victor Marks joins me. I, I do want to go out on two questions here. The first thing is uh, to help children hear the gospel and recover from trauma in Iraq. Uh, $30 sponsors a stuffed animal that can be passed out. That's something I'm going to do personally as soon as I'm off the air with you. Oh, man, thank you. Happen. Thank you. Uh, I would just have people go to our website, victormarkswithanx.com. it's a user-friendly website that will show you amazing stories 
of things we've done, like the little girl that was held captive for three years by ISIS. We got involved, and the goodness of God, within two weeks, she was back in her mother's arms. You'll be able to see, and, and, and it's as close as you can be to getting there, videos, stories, pictures. And then just pray as God would lead you. You know, if you want to pray for us, sign up on our email list. That's very important. That's not trite. That's really, really important. And then if God leads you to support us in any way, well, come on. We, you know, few can go where we go, but it takes many to send and many to make ministry happen. So we invite them to visit victormarks.com. And I, I, let's just wrap up. So again, I just have never met somebody that's um, so many people have tried to literally kill and come out smiling on the other end. And you said this is 30 years of marriage for you and you're celebrating all year. Yes. Well, what does that look like? And, you know, every marriage is going to have challenges. Most of them don't yeah. involve a uh, radical terrorist organization trying to murder you both. Yes. <laughs> so how well, have you kind of stayed happy, balanced, yeah. kept your eyes on Christ and, and you're good. I mean, you know, yeah. when, where you can just sort of laugh through attempts on your life and, and, and celebrate. Well, one, I asked my wife, how do you make it? How do you do this? Sometimes, I mean, I'm so encouraged by our faith because she's been with me, right? And it's like, gosh, honey. She goes, well, I know heaven is real, and that's where we're going to go one day. So uh, I, I don't put all my stock on the earth, or even you. The other day, I was messing with her, picking on her. She was trying to do some ministry stuff, critical on the computer. She just whispered to me, I'll put you in a bread box and make it look like an accident. I was like, hey, hey, okay, uh, um, I'll go pray with the dog. So, you know, I, I think, I think you got to have grit in your life. A lot of Christians, you know, their, their soul isn't tough enough. It's that you got to put grit in there uh, and embrace the, the challenges and the suffering in life. Do it together uh, because husbands and wives are not the enemy, even when you feel like they are. You got to learn to fight back to back. So my wife, I think we, we have as a fire team. Meaning, if we were literally in a physical confrontation, my wife's a second-degree black belt, can shoot anything from a pistol to an AK, we literally would engage the enemy in, in a way that would hurt their feelings, right? Um, uh, and uh, so I think spiritually we know the spiritual aspect is a lot more real and tough. So married couples need to, need to realize that. And then... You know, I'm not a great devotional dad. I'm not a great you know, spiritual leader like I would want to be. But we, when we mess up, we tell our I ask my kids for forgiveness and say that's not God. A good example of God, uh, but in love, love's got to be the paramount thing of everything. Not doing, not accomplishing. Um, and even though I've got titles, I hold the world record for the fastest gun to tone. Uh, over 100 million views. That's what people might know me best at if they see stuff online. Uh, my greatest title is a husband and a dad, by far. Uh, and and that's, that's what I remember and keep in perspective because that's my most important ministry. Victor Marks, uh, if you'd like to sponsor uh, a child in Iraq to uh, get a stuffed animal that's going to um, play, uh, play them music to ease their anxiety and prayer, specifically for kids that have been affected by ISIS, you can go to victormarks.com. You can also grab uh, the video or audio in its entirety if you missed any part of this conversation and you're listening on the radio uh, by searching Shine.fm podcast, wherever you download podcasts, or search Shine.fm on Facebook or YouTube to get the video. This is Shine.
That was Stronger Together, a show about growing in marriage, parenting, relationships, and community. Subscribe to the Shine.fm podcast to catch every episode of Stronger Together, available on the iTunes podcast app and wherever podcasts are available.